bottled up a wine podcast of sorts in which I apparently sing us in, <laughs> uh, which probably wasn't loud and annoying for any of your ear holes. I am one of your hosts, Jen Waring, and I am joined by the Luminous. Luminous, am I? You are right now. Oh, my name's Sean Linehan, and I'm absolutely glowing. He is absolutely glowing, ladies and gentlemen. We are we are Zoom recording today, and Sean is sitting in front of a window and looks yeah. practically saint-like <laughs> at the moment. I am the angelic. Are kind of around your ears area. <laughs> uh, you know, it's the holiest part of my body, my ears. Right? So it, it, we're going to do good work for your ear holes today, listeners, because Sean is the patron saint of ear holes right now. Yep. That's fact. Look it up. <laughs> Google it, Wikipedia, whatever. Bing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so how, how was how was your week, Sean? It's been a week since we were last with our friends. It has been a week, hasn't up. it? Um, it's been good, you know, chugging along, happily seeing all my friends get their vaccinations. Yes, and seeing child. New York uh, move along in that aspect. Queens has over a million residents that are at least halfway vaccinated right now, and that's amazing. So great. Like. I'm ecstatic at the return to normalcy-ish. Yeah, I don't know that I'm as ecstatic as the return to normalcy, but I do like the not getting sick part. The not so, getting sick part, but I would also like to go to a wine bar. Yes. No, I would like to not sit in the road and eat. <laughs> um, that would be fun for me. I'd like to sit like a normal human um, in a restaurant. <laughs> that that would be neat. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of the eating in the parking spots um that we have going on here in Astoria but and mainly because I also do drive and then the, your your table for two is taking up my heart <laughs> you jerkos but yeah no being being vaccinated and having family members vaccinated makes me feel just yeah, very much like people are 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 safer than they were yeah and my my favorite's when I see people who are uh begrudgingly getting the shot I mean, like, listen, oh, not that we want to top of the episode, make this political, but you, most most Sorry. of you listeners have gotten to know us. This is episode 12. But <laughs> that being said, for all of those anti-vax pro Trump friends, they were, have been vaccinated for months, friends, yeah. for months. Yeah, I don't know even... that any of those people are listening to us, but uh, if you were listening to that guy, do what he did, not what he mouth holes. And now some wine. <laughs> yeah, put some wine. Yeah, and we're gonna have this. to chase those words with wine. <laughs> and yes, well, episode twelve, we are moving into. I mean, the first for us of almost a two-part series. Yeah, about one wine, Sean. One grape variety. And we thought we would start, uh, wine fans, with a small reenactment, if you will. Uh, picture us outside of uh, a gathering uh, <laughs> that we can actually go into inside. Yep. Yep. And uh, where where wine will be, and 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 now we present the theater of bottled up presents a reenactment. Action. If they want to drink Merlot, we're gonna drink Merlot. No. If anyone orders Merlot, I'm leaving. I am not drinking any fucking Merlot. And scene. and scene. Oh, I felt that. Thank you I all for coming that. to the Thank theater you. of Bottled Up here, located in Tiny Astoria, New York. Our theater <laughs> Roughly is at 20% capacity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're talking Merlot, friends, or the wine that sideways almost killed. The, the controversial, often maligned grape Merlot, 
I, I mean, it it's such a beautiful, wonderful grape, and because of pop culture and because of uh, like other things like. Lambrusco gets its shitty name because of poor marketing in the 70s and people pumping out swill. Merlot went through the same problem. Merlot, listen. Sugary wine, and now it got a bad name. Who didn't have an awkward phrase, friends? You can't, (laughs) people listening, you can't write us in tomorrow and tell us that all of your teenage moments were were not awkward. No, everybody. (laughs) I don't know anybody who's just perfect. Well, no, no, even nobody. I don't know anybody. No, nobody's. Perfect. And that's the first thing we can all learn. And like most humans, Merlot went through a very zitty, awkward phase. <laughs> yeah, a zitty, awkward phase that was thrust upon it. It wasn't even its own fault. Because when we're talking about this grape, this grape, it, just like Chardonnay. I'm sorry, just the image of somebody thrusting zits on somebody else is making Take me laugh an that. awful lot. <laughs> no! Oh my God, stop thrusting your zits on me! And see. <laughs> ew. Ew. That's one of those cutscenes from Greece. Yeah, big time. Ugh. That song was no fun. No. Um, but like uh, Merlot's been around a hell of a long time. It's a one of very those very long time. The uh, one of those grapes on the list of international, you know, the noble grapes, the international grapes, uh, and some of the most sought after, rarest, and most expensive wine in the world is one hundred percent Merlot. See, and so. yet Sideways decided Pinot Noir was the place to be. And blammo. And not to, you know, say bad things about Pinot Noir. No, we, no, no. We yeah, had our Black Pine Cone episode, and we love Pinot. Yeah. But I think it is time to take a look at Merlot in a real sense uh, for many of our listeners who probably just avoid it because they don't know any better. Yeah. Um, and so we have got ourselves. We're gonna do. We're gonna do things a little baby bit backwards, and that we're starting with sure. New World. Um, cause it's slightly, maybe less complicated and then we'll go to the old world later. But the, um, so we're starting with an American Merlot. We are. And just wow, like sideways, we're in Northern American. California where at least the Merlot is free. It wasn't free. It, it was wasn't. $12.99. It, $12.99. Yeah. So, so Merlot free. also can't, you can get it from $9 a bottle all the way up to $300 a bottle for just, you know, run of the mill new world Merlot. Yes, and we uh, we don't want to spend three hundred dollars a bottle. Kids. I don't so, have three hundred dollars. Right, That's, we love you, <laughs> listeners. And if we have eight hundred new Patreons by tomorrow, maybe next time we'll do a very expensive bottle of Merlot, <laughs> uh, and we'll send you tiny sips somehow. Somehow, we'll soak them <gasps> into. Wouldn't it be fun if we could balls? figure out how to make? Because um, I also bought a bottle of Jam Jar, which is <laughs> basically just a sweet, delightful wine that I used to make wine popsicles, friends, um, out of. And uh, I feel like the German Riesling we had last time would make a lovely white wine popsicle. It probably would. A lot of sugar in that. So be nice. Gonna gonna get on that for next time. But um, uh, but yeah, uh, if there could be wine, remember those candy buttons? Yeah, like on the big long. Sheets of, of paper? paper, like like Wouldn't the Would it be receipts? fun if we could do like freeze dried wine candy buttons? Wow, like astronaut wine. Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> listeners. Does if anybody has a connection to NASA, who's got or Willy Wonka? Either one. Who can help us <laughs> with this dream? What if I buy one of those um, dehumidifier <laughs> things that I might make chicken treats for my dog with? One of the Ron Popeil specials. What do I mean? I don't mean uh, dehydrator. Dehydrator. <laughs> <laughs> I put my chicken on a dehumidifier. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
<laughs> I would not recommend that, listeners. <laughs> so gross. Anyway, enough of that gross chicken talk. So while we think about how to make wine candy, we have a lovely uh, Californian Merlot from uh, the family Lockhart. From Lockhart Winemakers. Yeah, the producer is Lockhart. Uh, it's a 2017 Merlot. And uh, well, you know, we talked about the label with that Riesling edition mm-hmm. episode, uh, and what we can learn from it. American so many labeling German laws, things. so many German things. American labeling laws are a little more um, opaque, so you're not going to learn it as much. But we can learn a few things. So first off, we know that Lockhart really likes. Uh, Looks like Microsoft Paint. This label this, is this label is hideous. Friends. It's really bad, guys. Um, uh, I never want to speak badly about the wines that we're we are sharing with our listeners, but this label is just. I, on the other great. hand, don't give a shit, friends. This <laughs> wine label is hideous, and I don't like it. Um, it's and, pla- it's just it's very simple, but it looks like a bad photo of a wine glass that somebody canvaed. Yeah. Yeah, so it looks like maybe something we posted on Instagram. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Turning over to the back of the bottle, 2017 Lockhart Merlot, California. And so what that means is legally the grapes used to make this wine have to come from California. That's it. They can't come from anywhere else. And because it doesn't further reduce that down into Sonoma, Napa, Russian River, anything like that, it can be anywhere in california (laughs) these grapes can come from anywhere in california and by u.s laws it it's called merlot so it has to be at least 80 percent merlot they can use 20 percent of other grapes to round it out to give it fullness to break down acid stuff like that um and they don't have to tell you cotton candy and fingerling (laughs) (laughs) but they uh they don't have to tell you fortunately i was able to find their tech sheets Oh, which are yeah. a thing that the producers make and give to distributors and wine retailers and stuff so that they know what they're selling. Um, and these grapes came from Napa and Sonoma. Okay. Um, they don't get to call themselves a Napa or Sonoma wine because it came from both of those, so they're just a California wine. Um, but they do say all their grapes came from Napa and Sonoma, and it is 100% Merlot. That said, I found the 2016 cut sheet, not the 2017. So maybe the 2017 vintage wasn't as strong in Merlot, and therefore there might be a little bit of other things. But it's going to present itself as a true example of Merlot. So what should we expect? Velvety, dark color, some nice herbal notes on the nose, maybe a bit of plum and blackberry. Uh, I think it should be a pretty standard example. I like it. You know what? You got to start with a standard example. And it is an oft- ordered wine if you are anywhere that has wine even if it's a tiny little black box theater where they're doing a 2021 production of sideways (laughs) um starring sean and i obs um odds are there's gonna be oh my god where you look so good uh there's we play everybody for the record uh but there's you know inevitably cab sav and merlot on the menu maybe pinot noir but more often merlot yeah, because Merlot is one of those wines. It Like Chardonnay, another of the international noble grapes, it's a winemaker's grape. It can be shaped through winemaking techniques, through aging, through additives. It can really show off something that the winemaker wants. And what we learned about Lockhart, not a lot. Winema- winemaker's <laughs> name is Edward, is what I'm choosing to believe. Um, <laughs> Edward Lockhart. Uh, origi- <laughs> yes. <laughs> originally from... 
I don't know. It sounds like somewhere in Massachusetts where, Perhaps, yes, where Cthulhu the, was or something. Yes. The um, t- and it's T. Edward Lockhart. He, he was named Thomas <laughs> in the Church of Christ, but uh, he goes by Edward because his dad was also <laughs> Thomas. Um, so T. Edwards is the None spirit and wine true. company <laughs> <laughs> that owns Lockhart. Lockhart is a brand. It's not a person. Uh, and it is their idea of minimal intervention wine that is showcasing the grape. That's what they say. It's a food-friendly wine. Yeah, they're big on the on the on the term easy drinking and food-friendly wine. Yep, and I'm I'm looking forward to finding out how true that is. <laughs> of course, the only food I have anywhere near me is a tiny dog treat uh, for the begging <laughs> creature sitting next to me. But let's pop this cork uh, before we uh, go anywhere, just to get a little sniff going on. Yeah, I of course have popped in advance, friends, because as we know. I would just spill it. Two oh. things at once. Ooh, that was a good pop. Did you hear it? That was a tight because well, I jammed the cork back in. Okay. Um, if there's nothing on the cork, which I got to be honest, kind of annoys me. Yeah, it's a composite cork. It's not a, a natural. There's there's five or six different kinds of cork, and this is a composite cork. It's a but cheaper material. But they didn't material. bother to print the ugly picture on it or the words T. Edward or Lockhart. They could have put a heart with a lock on it. So this, uh, oh yeah. This could have been so simple. This is not a cork meant for long-term aging. You're not going to make a tiny dachshund ornament out of this cork. Okay, it doesn't smell like it's off. That's good. No, no, it smells fine. <laughs> Sorry. It, does. it smells fine. It doesn't it doesn't smell bad. I'm going to try and glug, glug, glug in the microphone. Doing a little cork print on my notebook there. Oh, that's pretty color. Glug, 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 glug. It is a very pretty, it's a very pretty color. It's actually a lot lighter uh, than I would expect from a Merlot. Merlots are typically inky when they're described. They're purple and inky. And this is, this is ruby with a a garnet edge and it's, it's fully translucent. I can see through it. I can read my my writing. It makes it appear more easy drinking. It does. Um, It's okay. Quick legs. So it's medium alcohol. I'm looking at the dog through it. <laughs> you see Rip's eyes glistening. I do. She's like, why are we out of treats? Put down your wine, lazy. And it smells honestly more like a Pinot than it does, it does than I would bit. think uh, a Merlot. No, that's hint. interesting. That's uh, a little hint of vanilla going on. There's a little vanilla. There's a little spice, but you get kind of unripe blackberries or ripe raspberries, a little red cherry. No, okay, there's a little bit of that like crushed dill or other dried herb kind of there in the background. And um, Jen just shot me a face. Yeah, everybody. sorry. I, friends, <laughs> I, I don't get the crushed dill, but I choose to believe Sean's nose. Well, t- maybe it's tarragon. I guess if I hadn't put Vicks in. I mean, like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, getting, Vicks I'm getting a very strong menthol. Uh, I'm not sure where that's coming from. Yeah. Smelling salt. Is that if? No, no. Yeah, no, I'm getting the like uh, barely ripe berries. Maybe, yeah, maybe plum, maybe. Yeah, a little bit of plum. Let's give it a little taste, and then we'll like let a it plum sit. You don't like a plum. You don't want to eat. Like you just bit it, and you were like, "God bless America!" I should have waited another week. Yeah, another day. Just another yeah. day on the that's, counter would have done getting. it. Yeah, and a little vanilla. Okay, it's got the mouthfeel I would expect. Tight tannins, though. Tighter than I really want with a Merlot. It's kind of astringent. Yeah. High acid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
All those words. And it tastes like alcohol. Yeah, I'm on first sip, Sean. Yeah, it just kind of tastes like alcohol. Uh, I say we set this to the side. Okay. Let it have some air. I love this. Let's well, let's give everybody a breath. Everybody, take a deep breath. Walk around the block, uh, and just expect this better taste like Merlot when we yeah, come back. Yeah, or just around your apartment. Come back faster. This, than that. this might be a three-part series. This <laughs> uh, <laughs> this this bottle's a failure. All right, uh, we'll anyway, be right back, friends. Be right back. <laughs> and a welcome back, friends. Oh, that was like the weirdest leftover yeah. Germany. <laughs> Scotland accent that to talk about like, a Californian Merlot. Like what German gypsy in Washington growing grapes? It's my, weird. <laughs> maybe my name is T. Edward. Uh, T. Edward Lockhart. Perhaps I'm a German Scottish gypsy, um, just gathering grapes from all over California to make my Merlot. <laughs> At least 80% of them are Merlot. At least that's right. Again, the others are just fingerlings and some cotton candy I grabbed from Best Yet, uh, which is also in California, apparently, in my story. Uh, Yeah, no, welcome back, friends. Uh, We're back. We're still talking Merlot. Uh, When last we were here, for you, that might have been a split second ago, but for Sean and I, it was a minute or two. Um, You know, we had just put the the California Merlot we're drinking into a glass. We're going to let it get a little air. Let this breathe a little, see if it yeah. interacts with the oxygen and maybe burns off some of that astringency that we were yeah, getting. Yeah, because it, ha- it had a little bit. And so in the meantime, you know, even though we're not necessarily talking old world style of winemaking, you know, it would probably be nice. Uh, these are the like dumb things I like to Google anyway about a wine. Um, you know, the earliest recorded mention of Merlot goes back as far as 1784. Well, then. Um, there, though it was called Merlau, is how I'm going to choose to say it. Sure. Um, uh, you know, it was in the notes of a local Bordeaux official. You know. Yeah, so that wouldn't have actually even been in French. That would have yeah. been in uh, Occitan. Sure, yeah, which yeah. is probably Merlau instead of, I don't know, French. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it was. And uh, so in 1824, then the actual world word Merlot finally appeared, although by then it was already the grape. Um, in an article on Madoc wine, where it was described as the grape that was the grape was named after the local blackbird. Oh, because um, Merlot was a local variant of Ossetan, uh, Merle in the standard French. Um, and not only are they also black, um, like the blue black color of the grapes, but they also apparently enjoyed eating the ripe grapes. Yeah, they picked those sweet little sugar bombs right off the vines. I don't know that that's uh, limited to a blackbird. I gotta be honest with you. I feel like most birds are like, yeah, let me eat those grapes. Except the crows <laughs> in my yard, which are like, let me eat the baby egg birds. Baby egg birds. Um, also, just ironically, uh, female blackbirds are brown. Hmm. Um, yeah, because why name it after the girls? <laughs> <sighs> so I see, I, I'm sensing some anger there. Is any yeah. of this uh, well, in, related to the, to the Merlots here? <laughs> bit and it's because i found this like deep dive article about um you know merlot of course all wines as i understand it though of course i could be very wrong that it wasn't until the late 90s that they started to 23 and me vines right they finally got the dna technology to sort of figure out what vines were coming from they started to trace them back our, our, our friend who wrote about it in the 1780s did not have, you know, a 23andMe kit he was going to send away to find out if he was 30% husky. 
I don't know. The only <laughs> I've only I've only thought about using them for my dog, but uh, um, you know they use them for people too. I it's a thing. So Merlot was always an offspring of Cabernet Franc and a half sibling of Malbec and Sauvignon. And then they were like, "Donde está la mama?" And because uh, sometimes okay. they were Spanish. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Not true. Um, and then they found this one vine growing on a house in an abandoned vineyard in a in Brittany. Okay. In a town called Saint Suliac. Okay. Sure. sure. Uh, and DNA analysis Coast, yeah. taught us that this vine was the mother of Merlot. Well, isn't that the interesting? Missing, the missing DNA The piece. missing grape link. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This was sort of the caveman, but, you know, it, it, <laughs> grape was a little hunched over. It still didn't mm-hmm. stand up straight, you know, a little hairy. Um, and then, you know, obviously now they've they've nursed that vine and they, there's more of them, but they named the vine and I'm going to screw this all up French listeners. So I apologize, but they named her Magdalene Noir black day. Sharon. Let's go with. Sure. Uh, so, you know, of the vine, whatever of this town. Uh, and it was because it, it, it ripens right around July 22nd. Yeah. Which is the feast of Mary Magdalene for those of us raised Catholic and who remember Mary Magdalene. And then unfortunately, Sean, I went into a little bit of a deep dive about Mary Magdalene. Oh no. And was infuriated by how m- maligned this woman was. Of course. Uh, and, and, and I, I was, as I, I said to Sean pre-recording, but I'll say it for you friends now, I was on catholic.org for so long, just getting angrier today that they asked me for money, which is about how the church works, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, they make you angry and take your money. I can make that joke. I was raised Catholic. Um, but yeah, no, Mary Magdalene, as we all know, patron saint of, um, well, I didn't know this, patron saint of penitent sinners. That's how I was raised to believe and whores. Um, and, you know, women, sure, because they're sinners and whores. Just um, by default, according to the church. the patron saint of glove makers. Well, then. Um, huh. Oddly specific. Well, <laughs> the, 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 the saint patronage does get very, very specific. Did Jesus wear a lot of gloves? I'm not aware. I, of I don't think so, but popes do. Popes do. And here is where Mary got, Mary Magdalene got screwed. Not literally. Uh, because in 591, Sean... Okay. Try and contain my anger a little bit. This douchebag, Pope Gregory, uh, was doing Gregory. a famous sermon and couldn't be bothered to read about the ladies because they're stupid. So he conflated Mary Magdalene with Mary of Bethany and this unnamed sinful woman who anoints Jesus's feet. We all know about that lady. But he made them all one freaking lady and pretended it was Mary Magdalene. Uh, when the truth is, if you actually look at the original texts, I know that that's tough for Christians talking to you, uncle John. Uh, but the truth (laughs) is he won't listen. Um, Mary Magdalene was like his closest and most beloved disciple. And there's no evidence that she was ever a whore. She was probably a very rich, came from rich families. She actually, you know, she paid Jesus's bill for a while, which is why Peter hated her because she was a lady and she got more info than he did bitch so anyway i'm just saying i got a little angry today i was a little ticked off from a sweet mary magdalene who has been misaligned and thought of as a whore since 591 because pope gregory is a douchebag 
And there you have it, a bottled up <laughs> theology lesson. You only find those here. We're not even going to just allocate that to our Patreon patrons. This is for the public. This is for everybody. I popped the cork on my anger about Mary Magdalene. And you know Don't what? Don't get me started on how the women of Jesus' time were given the shaft in the rewritings of the Bible. And that is no longer bottled up. It is bottled it is out. Out. And I will intuitively shout about it some more at some But I, I appreciate that lesson. Thank you. And it's, 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 a, it's a fun tieback to see how learning a little bit about wine can, oh my gosh. can take you down all kinds of roads. Because wine has been around for so very long and is connected to every culture out there, you know, that imbibes alcohol. Um, well, and which is all of them. Or, you, yeah, at one point or another. Of Christ. Um, uh, and I found this great article that actually tied it all together very nicely and back to your the point that you're just sure. making, which, of course, I did not write down the woman's name who wrote this, like, paper. Uh, and I feel bad, but it was a very long paper. I didn't read all of it, I'll be honest. Anyway, um, but this was her quote about the ma the mother of of, Mer of Merlot uh, is, had it not been for this stray ancient vine, Magdalene, whose species had metaphorical sex with two lovers in the form Ooh. of grape varieties back in the Shakespearean times, and a grapevine stork dropped off two babies in Merlot and Malbec form, these two grape varieties would never have existed. Look so at that. if it wasn't for this one woman, Jesus H. Christ, <laughs> we would have lost so much. Let's have a sip of our wine, Sean. Let's have a sip of wine. I'm a little fired up now, people listening, as you can hear. Okay, it's softened a little bit. It yes. still needs time. I would it, decant this a good half hour yeah. or longer. Um, but but you know what? This is a much nicer sip than we had before. Yeah. It's definitely um, living up to with this sip. It's it's easy drinking mm -hmm. uh, brand from our friends over at Lockhart. Um, not to be confused with Lockwood here in Astoria. Um, <laughs> you know, it definitely, I'm getting more spice in the nose. I'm getting more... Yeah, Very. the the alcohol has softened. The mouthfeel is not as astringent. Like I didn't get any tannins no. really on that second oh sip. Oh my god! I got a, a roundness in the mouth. It's kind of soft, not quite the velvety texture you would expect uh, from Merlot, but it's it's getting there. And I think with a little bit more time, this will actually be very pleasant to drink um, with or without food. But it definitely is not a a, a popping popping drink. No. Um, so this is what we would call a pop and talk and yeah. then drink. Yeah. So pour so. this one in a decanter, set it aside, make your dinner, your grilled steaks or whatever, and then come back and enjoy it. Um, yeah. And it definitely needs, I mean, I, I know it said food friendly, but this, to me anyway, would mm -hmm. need something a little heartier. Like I wouldn't make a salad and drink. No, this. I wouldn't have a salad with this. This is... Like a pizza. I'd have like a something. Something heartier. I think I'll let it doesn't have to be it. fancy. I don't need fancy. It just would need to be, you know, a roast beef sandwich. Yeah, just something with heft to it. Well, uh, Like my ass. <laughs> like my post-COVID ass. Uh, but I'm going to let it sit here and we'll we talk. We get stickers for... that say that. Anyway, no, yeah, let's talk absolutely. about how this was made. Because maybe, you know, when people do think of Merlot, they think of a much heavier yeah, a, heavier, a, but a fuller, a fuller drinking experience. A fuller wine, yeah. and this is much lighter than I would have expected. And that, when it comes to New World Merlot, you're 
the the berries are left on the vine long enough to, to really fully mature. The Merlot is an early ripener. It's it's ready to go pretty early July on 22nd. in the season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is all, why you see it planted alongside um, some some late ripening vines like Cabernet Sauvignon. Because if something goes wrong later in the season, say there's a wildfire. Oh, Jesus. Or, you know, they're letting it go, letting it go, and there's a snap frost because it's late in the season, something like that. You have the Merlot already picked and set aside. It is your safety grape in a lot of instances. And that's why you see it in a lot of blends in European wines. Whereas in the United States, we let those vines sit there and get full and sugary and really develop those flavor compounds those phenolics and acids and then we pick them and crush them and press them and ferment them and you end up with this bold mouth filling wine that is medium tannins typical it's 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 a very new world style it's in your face it's brash it's like this is merlot and it's it's really a nice experience when you get a good one you know <laughs> not that this is a bad one we're giving no, it time to breathe but this no no but this is not that this is not that you usually get that beautiful velvety texture in your mouth that like just is unctuous and, and yeah. draws you and you want to drink more of it and it's blackberries and chocolate and it's a lovely drinking experience with minimal acid fleshiness was a word that kept coming up which is such a funny uh, word to like ascribe to something you drink right like you know yeah. what i mean in terms of like like I would use jammy. I would, you know what I mean? Like I, there's other words I would use. Fleshiness is funny to me, but like when you drink something that isn't as full, I kind of, I'm like, yeah, this you, you is not as fleshy. It. It's not as fleshy when you're thinking this about. Is, this This is a young California actress who hasn't eaten in a while. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She's but like, I got to be under a hundred pounds to get that roll. That's what it, I'm drinking. In the new world, Merlot is planted everywhere. I mean, it's planted all over the United States. It's in Virginia. It's in Texas. All up and down the West Coast, the best. They're pretty I think, grapes. They're really pretty. They're the dark black color, and they grow in these nice tight bunches. I think and they're, they're almost lovely. like a dark blue black. I mean, they're yeah. like, like I looked at a button. I like to look at all the images and then wonder why they chose that glass for this wine label. But like, <laughs> there's such a pretty color. You almost get that shimmer of the blackbird. Like if yeah. you've ever seen the blackbird sitting still, you're like, oh, you are kind of multicolored in this. Yeah, they're, they're kind of iridescent. Yeah. Yeah, mother of pearl esque, but black. Oh, mother of black mother, pearl. Mother of Magdalene, but blue. <laughs> but blue, and it, it's grown ever. It, you can go to Mexico. So there's great merlot being grown in Mexico, really? in the Baja Peninsula. Yeah, because oh, wow. it's dry and crit and and arid, and it gets these can just blossom into these big full bodied wines. And you get some really nice Mexican merlot. I bet you're not going to find it on a shelf anywhere, but you could probably find it online. I was going to say, wow, I would love to find that, but I don't know that I've ever. I had a, a Mexican Nebbiolo recently. What's the that Mexican was, wine I've had? Oh, it's tequila. Tequila yeah. mezcal. <laughs> <laughs> or the agave wine that they use oh, yeah. in, in place of tequila at places that don't have liquor licenses here in New York. Yay, working the system. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Merlot, is t it's a great grape. It shouldn't be maligned. There's a lot to be said for it. Uh, up here in New York... Long Island has the AVA that grows the most Merlot uh, rather than Finger Lakes or any of the upstate regions, the Hudson Valley region. Um, Texas, the Dundee Hills of Texas, fantastic Merlot coming out of there now. So it's, it's a pretty versatile grape. Uh, I have in, had Merlot from, I want to say Duck Walk. 
out on Long Island. Yeah, that was really yummy. That sounds right. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a South South Fork. It's but right. It's like at the almost before it forks. But so yeah. like around Riverhead. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. There's a uh, uh, at the the store where we purchased today's wine. They have a, a Long Island uh, Merlot that I'm actually kind of interested in trying. Uh, it comes in a liter bottle, and that's already telling to me. Um, Hell's yeah! <laughs> but I think it might be it might be a good porch pounder. Yeah. You know, it might be maybe that's good... maybe that's the one we have to drink in the bunker. <laughs> a burger and fries wine. Right. Think? We just sit out there with two straws in our in our uh, jug. <laughs> two straws in a jug. The Jen and Sean story. Woo! That'll be Next our autobiography. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That accompanies the bottled up movie eventually. Yes. Oh man, what network would play our movie? I wonder. I don't. I think it would be TLC. Like it wouldn't be. Like it would be the network that brought us. Also, my 600-pound life and my monkey baby. Do you know what I mean? I don't know that it would be lifetime. There's not enough, like, death and beatings, yeah, not breakups enough. in our story. No, there's really none. There's none, yes. It turns out. <laughs> turns out we just kind of hang out and drink and Unless we count that time that I threw alive. wine at myself. <laughs> like, that's, that was slightly dangerous. Uh, uh, I mean, we, during our photo shoot the other day, we did dump some wine on, on Ripley, the dog. Yeah, the uh, dog. And it did look. Uh, like a bit like a massacre. It did because she's so blonde and that red <laughs> just stuck right out on her. Um, well, you know, it was like, what's his face? His wine tattoo on his forehead. Um, Gorbachev. Yeah, why is my dog Russian in this story? <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't think it would be Lifetime. It may, maybe it would be like one of the VH1 sisters. Oh, you know I mean? yes. Like VH1 middle age. <laughs> <laughs> Just all Enya videos and us. <laughs> Coming up on TVs for 40-year-olds. <laughs> occasionally, right. occasionally they play like It Takes Two by Rob Bass just to remind you of when your life was funner. <laughs> I think we should take a minute to go reflect on the funness that was our life. And cry. We'll be back in a minute, friends. Back in a minute with tips on Merlot. Oh my gosh, and we're back, friends. We're back. We're drinking the Merlot still. We're drinking the New World still Merlot. Sipping away. Sipping away. Wasting away. Again in, in Merlotville. <laughs> that number was taken out of our community theater production of Sideways. <laughs> Uh, that we wrote ourselves. Yeah. So you know what? This, uh, friends, we're going to be honest, or I'm going to be honest. Uh, this is not my favorite Merlot that we're drinking today. Yeah. And that's okay because sometimes you buy a bottle and it may not be your favorite. And yeah. that's okay. And I, I will say um, this episode 12. So this is the 23rd recording that we've had done. That's 23 bottles of wine or canned cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first time it's a real kind of. That we felt like it's a miss. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's not. um, I will say this because I just took another sip. So now we've been recording. You know, you guys have been listening for about half an hour or so. And, and, you know, we we review things when we take little breaks. Just I don't want to reveal all the secrets. Uh, Leave the curtain closed a little. All right. I won't tell them we don't have pants on. But the. um, (laughs) Oh, shite. (laughs) Uh, But the, you know, so this has been in the glass. It's been breathing now for probably a solid 45 minutes. And it is a much nicer wine now than it was when we first opened it. Yeah, it is. Although I don't ever generally feel that way about needing to do that with most Merlots. Some things need more time. Some things need more time. Um, when we, we bought this bottle without knowing what it was, just True like that, yo. the Merlot selection was a little thin and we went with this one because it 
hadn't heard of it. Um, and when we looked it up, the most reviews were in the three and a half to four star yeah. range. Like easy, a lot easy of easy drink, drinking, easy drinking, a lot of talk about mocha and vanilla and a little bit about the blackberries. And nobody was really saying anything about astringency. Nobody was really saying anything about uh, high acid. Uh, so I'm wondering if maybe uh, the 2017 vintage is just not as good. I do have to say that one of the reviews that I saw, the 2016, was mm -hmm. the one that got the most four okay. stars. So maybe like... this this year was just a little a little off. Yeah, it happens. Um, that said, I mean, I'm not going to let this I mean, that's how I feel about, waste. say, like 1994. So, you know, listen, we all have a year that's not wasn't the greatest. Oh, yeah. No, that was... You know, that was I, zit I wore green like, I jeans. I was gonna say I don't want to bring us back to the whole <laughs> zit thrusting, but like, you know, there was some bad times, friends, yeah. and we've all had miss years, and maybe this is the miss year. Um, but again, yeah, it was twelve ninety nine. It's twelve point something percent alcohol, and, yep. and maybe I'll order a pizza and and see if it's better with pizza than just with you know seltzer, which is what I'm <laughs> eating with it right yeah, now. I could see like a, a nice steak, some charred meats. This would go well. Um, I like a char on a meat. I think uh, anything with a bit of fat on it, this is going to be helpful. Like my ass! <laughs> my post-COVID ass. Uh, and if we're honest. this episode my post-COVID ass? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> no one will get that it's Merlot. It'll be a real in-secret, listeners. Um, yeah, so, but generally speaking, Merlots are served. Let's go with the very generals, whether you're Old World, New World, California, Long Island, wherever you're getting your... You know, the, the Mother Magdalene vine, wherever you're getting your Merlot, this is a room temperature. Yep. This is a 56 degree to 60 degree wine. Yep. Let it sit for a bit. Get a little bit of air. It's not, you don't generally want to drink it straight out of the bottle, but it doesn't need like an hour decant and, you know, an aerator and all those things generally. No, that's fancy. And then a nice, a nice stem glass. Yep, normal red wine normal stem wine. glass. I mean, I, don't, I have an unstemmed bottled up glass uh, that I'm drinking out of. Yo, Tom Bien. Oh, my gosh. Remember that. that time we bought Mexican wine? Um, <laughs> yeah, but the, um, yeah, it's so, you know, this doesn't need anything fancy. Nope. This would actually, this would do well in uh, a Bordeaux glass, with a wide-bottomed goblet style a red yeah. wine glass. Because that oxygen, that maximum oxygen is what you want. Um to hit this wine. And so universal wine glass, absolutely fine. Good choice. If you have a wide bottomed glass, Merlot would uh, make its rocking world go round. And also for like super novice wine drinkers, which, you know, sometimes I, I would consider myself in there. I mean, I don't mean I'm super novice at drinking. <laughs> oh, no. oh, 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 kids. <laughs> what I mean is, you know, what is a nice tip if the first sip of your wine was, Oh, daddy, not what I was expecting. Little, yeah. little, whatever yeah. that word is that for that sound I just made into the microphone, swirl it, swirl, swirl it. it up. Get that air in there. Let it breathe. Let those uh, volatile compounds kind of break down. Let the tannins and alcohol interact with the oxygen and you'll have a fuller, better drinking experience. Let it breathe. Let, let it breathe. It breathe. Oh, man. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. And this musical review <laughs> episode of Bottled Up. And you know what? I've noticed as as we're getting more and more into this beautiful weather and summertime, like the air coming through the windows, like we're singing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, listen, folks, little known secret, Sean and I are both drama people. 
little known secret. I have, we both have a BFA. That's right. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. That's uh, paying that for that the rest of my life. And forever. Um, well, who's that first on my guest list for my funeral? Oh, it's Sally Mae. Um, she'll be there. She'll be there. And I love pulling the nothing. fillings out of my teeth. Left her nothing in my will because uh, she took it all already. But the uh, yeah, no. So, yeah, listen. Sometimes you just got to burst into song. I mean, Sometimes you do. And I sing what, with a bird all day. She hates it. Who cares? <laughs> what better way to aerate your wine than singing right? into it? Just a quick verse of something good, you know? <laughs> good. Tell well, me something good. Or, or I was going to go with something good from Wicked. Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Wherever your musical styles take you, wiggle it just a little bit. I mean, listen, two in a room is good to aerate your wine to. Lesser known 90s hip hop. <laughs> That I got pulled on stage with once. Wow, that's exciting. Isn't it? Not at all. But yeah, it is a, a little <laughs> bit, sort of. Hmm. So whatever Merlot you find yourself sipping, go ahead, uh, shoot us a message. Let us know if it's better than the Lockhart, worse than the Lockhart. If it is the Lockhart, maybe uh, you have a different um, drinking experience than we yeah. did. Yeah. And also, yeah, no, we, you know, as, as we have definitely said previously, as Sean has definitely suggested previously and as i will second every time because it means more bottles um you know maybe we should have grabbed three bottles from california sure and and done a little baby flight taste maybe we'll do that for the bonus episode because maybe this was just the one californian vineyard that we don't love yeah maybe this producer just has an idea of what merlot is that we don't agree with and right. so next time we're gonna go grab Whatever else is maybe maybe we grab actually like a Sonoma or a Napa Merlot like from an AVA not not a PGI uh, fun definitely not a terms. CGI wine <laughs> definitely not a CGI wine we want it to something be real that uh, as the wine growing areas get smaller and smaller in specificity they also get more and more strict in control so like to be a Napa wine not only do your ha wine Grapes have to be from Napa, but there has to be like aging requirements and minimal this and minimal that and interventiony stuff. So like maybe instead of California, right, we get Santa Barbara. Yeah. No, listen, I mean, we definitely bought the, you know, the TGI Fridays of wine. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? We definitely bought the Bennigans of Bennigans. wine. Bennigans. This is, this is right? Bennigans. It's, it's a general, yeah, we serve American food, you know, but yeah. like, if you really want a good something, you're going to go to a nice greasy diner. You're not going to go to a Bennigans. Yeah. Uh, and you know, they're going to be more specific and they've, the cooks have been there since they were 12 and, and it's just going to be tastier. And so, you know, we got a general. And sometimes and, generals land it and sometimes they don't this time. Sometimes they don't. Well, I'm going to let it go a little longer. I'm not, I haven't cooked dinner yet. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to drink it. Yeah. It's not be dumb. Yeah. Uh, that said, if you want to drink along with us, we have the Patreon. Jump we on. We do. You would have known. You, 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 would have, you would have already had this bottle while you were listening and been mad about it. Yeah. We, you would have been mad. <laughs> with us. Um, mayhap, you would have also, you know, deep dove and felt badly for Mary Magdalene and her maligning. Uh, you know, and then generally just the women of the Catholic. All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. And, um, you know, <laughs> back to fine. wine. And yeah, so definitely check out our Patreon. Definitely drop us a slip, slide into our DMs with your favorite Californian wine. And maybe we'll snag that for our bonus episode next week. And, and yeah, do a little send us some Merlot that you'd like, like to hear us talk about. 
because we we'd love a suggestion too and uh we we like suggestions always you know, always and all forever. sorts of things and i think we have one more super special surprise gift indeed so one more patreon you're, if you're the next patron to sign it so oh my god you just listen to this and while you're listening because you can do two things at once as opposed to me you can't open <laughs> wine and talk at the same time you could also be on your phone hitting us up on uh, patreon and signing up and then you that's get right a super special gift and that address is patreon.com slash bottled up or you can go to the show notes and there's a link right there in oh the show God. notes who doesn't like it's... a good hyperlink it's just nice it's 3 a.m you're just skipping around instagram because you can't sleep and anyway it's fine um <laughs> and speaking of patreon it's time, I think, to give a big thanks to our two latest members. <laughs> Don and Sue, welcome to the bunch. Thank you so much for joining us. We're super appreciative of you coming along and being a berry, a if, grape. If we could hug you, little grapes, and squeeze you till you're wine, we totally would hug and squeeze you till you're wine. Uh, but we thank you so very much uh, for for join in the bunch and supporting us and you have you literally have no idea how much your belief in us means to us it means so much it means so, we, so thank much you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you looking forward to the things we're going to do with your patronage you're enabling us to reach out and grow and it's going to be awesome so thank you thank you everybody else go check out the patreon that address again is patreon.com slash bottled up you could be our enablers too <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're going to, and and so yeah, we're going to do obviously bonus episode next week, just as always, uh, where we're going to, we're going to, we've decided we're going to hit a different Californian uh, Merlot, uh, or maybe Sam Merlot from True Blood. And then uh, the following week, we're going to kick it old world style That's right. so that we can go. talk a little bit about the differences um, between the two Merlots. Go back to that Merlot, the, the darling of every steakhouse. Bordeaux. Ah, uh, which, uh, kids, just another word. <laughs> just another word. For Merlot. Uh, yeah, because Merlot comes from Bordeaux. Okay, come on, kids. It's all the same shit. It's grapes. You know what I'm saying? And same. I look forward to sharing that time with you. And until <laughs> Jen, that, Jen, <laughs> um, let's go drink some wine. Yeah, we're going to keep drinking this, kids, because we're committed uh, both to uh, our podcast and our drinking, uh, which is why we have a drinking podcast. So thank you for listening. Happy Merlowing, and uh, see you later. See you later. Cheers. Cheers. Tink, tink. Hey, everyone. Sean here. I hope you enjoyed our little trip to Merlot Town, USA today. Merlot is a big topic, so Jen and I will be revisiting it on episode 13, which will be out on May 12th. On that episode, we'll talk about Merlot in the old world, specifically Bordeaux, France. Again, that episode will drop on May 12th. Until then, make sure you tune in next week for a fun bonus episode. If you are enjoying Bottled Up, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Those likes, rates, and subscribes are huge at pushing Bottled Up up the list and helping us get new listeners. And if you really like us, it would mean the world if you would check out our Patreon. Patreon patrons have access to premium Patreon-only content and some great gifts. There are membership tiers at all levels, from $3 a month to $500, and every membership helps this little podcast keep growing into a big wine podcast. 
Be sure to follow us on social media for tips, shoutouts, updates, and the occasional wine meme. You can find us on Facebook at Bottled Up Podcast, on Instagram at Bottled underscore up underscore podcast, or on our website, bottleduppodcast.blog. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.